This is It Just Takes One. One person, one experience, one idea, one moment to change your life. Here's what's coming up on today's show. It was a big lesson that day for me to, to um, make sure that whatever I was going to do, if I chose to do it, to do it well. Um, and so, so that day was something that really kind of formulated how I view things to this day is um, I'm going to give it 100% no matter what. Think for a moment about a time in your life where someone discouraged you from doing something. Has that ever happened to you? Maybe you had a goal or a dream and someone told you there was no way you would be able to achieve it. Maybe they told you that you were not strong enough or fast enough or smart enough. And if that has happened to you and someone said that, what did you do? Well, in today's episode, we are going to meet David Pohorance. David is the recent Amazon bestselling author of the book, Why Not Me? Discover Your Purpose, Passion, Drive. In the book, David shares many stories about times that people were attempting to discourage him or to push him into a path that was not the path that he wanted to go down. And he shares some of the ways that he decided to do it anyway, and to do it even better. The book, Why Not Me, is about rising up, about finding your own strength and your own passion and your own purpose, and then driving forward to that no matter what. We talk about all of that and more in today's episode. So I invite you to sit back and listen in as David Pohorance shares his story. David, hello. Welcome to It Just Takes One. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. I'm excited for many reasons. One, just a chance to talk with you, but also because as we are recording this, your book is just about to launch in two days the pre-launch begins and and by next Tuesday, it will be launched officially. So we're literally on the cusp of this huge achievement. How are you feeling about that? It's, it's kind of surreal. I honestly, until I saw it on, uh, you know, I got the proof in my hand and then saw it on Amazon last night that, Hey, it's going live soon. I was like, wow, this is, this is happening. This is real. So, and just seeing people starting to make some comments and, and already people talking to me about it, it's uh, it's uh, hit close to home, you know, and I'm excited to get it going. Yeah, I am too. I really am. I remember, David, the first time that we talked and you said, so I think I have this idea about writing a book and I have no idea where to even begin. And that seems like it was a very short time ago. It was about, what, six months ago? Yes. Yes. And it was something that uh, the initial meeting with, I was very um, you know, lost, but I knew I had this idea that wanted to come out and just our, our first conversation, you were so helpful and kind of, all right, just guiding me to this is the step, first step you need to take. And then we'll go from here. And that to me, just laying it out, that simple approach helped me kind of like 
grab everything together and formulate what I wanted to, you know, put in this book and put my message out. So, um, but that was, uh, you made it easy for me. Uh, It was uh, extremely easy. Well, it was very easy to work with you because you were excited to do it and you just needed a little direction and some accountability to it. You were more than ready to take on the task and work hard to get it done. So it was a it was really a pleasure to work with you. You were really easy to work with as, as well. So thank you for that. Thank you. I want to also give a quick shout out to our our mutual friend and mentor, um, Todd Durkin, because that's actually how we connected, how you even knew about Scripter. Um, go ahead and give a nice shout out to Todd. We'll uh, we'll make sure he gets a little high five from us. Absolutely. Um, Todd, first and foremost, is um, obviously a, a new friend in my life and a, and a mentor and brought um, us together um, at um, a mentorship retreat that I wasn't even, I wasn't going to even go to, uh, you know, constant like those things that we we think about in the back of our heads of should I go? I don't have the money. I don't have the time. It was one of those things where I, I really made the decision, oh, I'll just go next year. And then Todd had reached out in, in a quick 20, 30 second um, video message. Hey, excited. I heard you may want to come. You know, I really want you to get out here. I'm excited to meet you. Uh, to me, that, that, that said a lot about him and how he cares about connections. And it's not just um, someone coming in. And it's not just a dollar amount, uh, another head in his um, conferences. So I was really um, happy about that. And I heard you at that conference, I heard you and Greg um, speak about your company and, um, and then how Todd just, uh, you know, portrayed you guys was everything that he said before you even got up on the stage. Um, you guys are genuine, you're helpful. Um, you don't try to change anyone along the process. And yes, yeah, so I'm grateful for, for Todd for that call and for just being able to attend that conference and, and first off, introdu- introducing me to you guys. So I was um, happy about that and, and we'll, we'll be grateful for it never. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's it's actually the the background of It Just Takes One in the name of this podcast, because I'm always fascinated how one phone call, one connection, one conversation can really make a tremendous difference. It can send you in a whole new direction that you may never have expected. Uh, and right. Todd has been that one for many of us. Yes. And um, it, it was a the ironic thing about the whole thing is um, I would never have joined the mastermind group uh, that we're involved with. I would have never uh, written a book. Um, and really, hopefully after this book is released, it starts touching lives and really motivating, inspiring people. And it really just take that, takes that one call, um, handshake introduction to make something happen. So um so I was very, to this day, grateful I, I went to that conference or none of this would have happened. So Yeah, yeah. I, well, I am as well. And I'm glad that you are, I'm glad that you've written the book. I'm glad that it led you to that path because the book is going to make an impact. It already has. We'll talk about that as we get going here. But let's, let's dive into the book. The book is called Why Not Me? And I want you to talk for just a few minutes about why that title. What was it that made you decide to call it that? Well, you know, uh, too many times um, throughout our lives, at least from my particular situation growing up from a large family and 
and coming from a background where education wasn't um, the forefront and you learn to just kind of accept things how they were. So I remember just even at an early age that uh, I, I wanted something different. And uh, how can I kind of achieve that with kind of staying on the path that I was on? Not that it was a bad path and not to say anyone who's living that now, it's a bad path. It just wasn't for me. And I just felt something inside that wanted something different. So uh, after, you know, from a young age where I was given opportunities and guidance from um, my dad and, and family that like, it's okay to want something different and to be different. So I really just started doing those things um, that I felt I needed to um, to take that next step and to change that path. Like I, I wanted to go, I wanted more out of education. I didn't want to just work. I, I, money wasn't everything to me. I, to learn and to get better was always at the forefront. So, um, and, and I was just struggling with that. So um, as I got older, you know, and saw that things were changing, that, you know, things were possible if you just, you believe in yourself and you took the time to take those steps to um, to want to be better and and to have those influences in your life to, to get you there. So I wanted to make um, a difference in somebody else who was struggling um, or maybe have that mindset right now that um, I have to settle or this is okay, this is what's meant for me. And it's not, it's, you can um, be better and you can do things um, that are outside um, what you've been kind of, I hate to say, destined to do um, in someone else's eyes, but it's all really what you want and what's coming in from coming from the outside um, world that you want to be, um, that you really truly want to do and not what someone else wants you to do. So hopefully yeah. that's what this book does. Yeah, I, it's such a powerful message. And David, in, in as we're going to talk about some of these stories, but in the book, you share many stories, your experiences where people were almost pigeonholing you in one direction because of whatever um, whatever limitations they had in their thinking, right? And whatever prejudices or whatever they their view of the world was. And, and, and you do a really good job of sharing some of these stories. Let me let me just start for a moment. I'd like to share if I can a quick moment where it's it's the story of, you know, in high school, you were sort of being pigeonholed to not go to college. Your parents were open to the idea. And in the book, you actually write this. My parents encouraged me to go for it. And my family supported me along the way. That was where the seed was planted for me to believe in myself and recognize what I could accomplish in life. I started saying to myself, why not me? Why can't I be successful in college? I'm smart enough. To all of you who are reading this now, ask yourself the same questions. Why not you? Why not now? Pretty, that's pretty powerful, I would say. <laughs> so... Um, but it, it was, it was at that time where, you know, going into a school where you were expected to, um, going to a trade high school, you were going, that's what you went there for. You went to graduate, um, and go into your field. Uh, I knew going into that school that I, I wanted to, to be that first person to make that difference, to go to college, to graduate. And. Uh, again, this is not saying anything bad against anyone who didn't go that path. This is just was my path. 
and um, I wanted more. So I went into that school with the idea, I will consider to an open mind of if college isn't for me, then this maybe this is my path. But I always had that in the back of my mind that um, I'm going to give my best in whatever it is I'm doing, because that's how I was raised to do it. Um, and no matter what, you, whatever task is in front of me, um, small or large, that you will give 100%. And I made a commitment to that school, to friends, to teammates and the sports that I was in that I was going to be there for them and I was going to see that through. So, um, but there were people along the way into that path that supported me. Um, and there were others, like you said, that were detractors who were trying to, to block um, that aspiration of want to do something beyond that, that, hey, you're here, you're here for a reason. This is what you need to do. So um, I want to be able to change, change that. And luckily, I've had I had that support um, while I was there from even individuals who who didn't, you know, would would tell others that um, this is your path. Uh, you know, you're going for this trade that you, you've got to graduate here. But I had had people while I was there who would support that decision of mine. And if they knew I wanted to go to school after, after this high school. So they were, they were going to support me either way. Yeah. Yeah. And one of your biggest supporters and someone that you got a lot of your life lessons from was your dad. You, I, I want to spend some time talking about him, but I, I actually want to share it based on what you just said. One of the lessons that you learned in your life came from your dad from an experience you had, and you just described it where it was always do your best, always give a hundred percent, no matter what. And you share the story in the book about how you learned that lesson and how your dad taught you that lesson when you were a paper boy, way back when you were in your first job <laughs> as a paper boy, share a little bit about that story and how the lesson of always do your best came from that. Yes, I I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was so uh, being from Connecticut. Anyone from the Northeast knows those cold, rainy, uh, snowy, icy days that can kind of last forever or seem to last forever. And uh, my older brother had um, a paper out, and I'm like, well, I wanted I wanted to work. And my father, would, you know, like he's like you're 11 years old. He's like. Um, as long as you know that it comes with a responsibility, he's like, you, it's not just something you're going to do. And but if you do it, you're going to do it well and give 100 percent and give it your all. Um, and he always used to say that you're going to give it 100 percent, give it your all. And someone's always watching you, no matter what you're doing, how, how small that you think the task is or job you're doing. Someone's watching. you. So um, so that day was interesting. Uh, the guy who came out, it was a cold day. Um, and it was rainy and it was, you know, I, I don't remember the temperature, but I just know it was, you know, when you're young, every day is cold. If it's in the Northeast, if it's a winter time, but he, uh, he came out on a Saturday uh, on his own time and, uh, you know, presented that, Hey, this is what the job is about. And this is how it's going to go. Uh, you need to take it seriously. And, um, it's not something that if you, if you want to do it, um, you know, half in, half out you're going to get in trouble because there are a little, you have to be organized. And I said, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. So, um, well, I didn't, I didn't have it. It's just, uh, I, I thought I was organized, but you know, anyone, uh, who, who is at least at that age, um, you definitely do not know it all. Um, and I learned that pretty quickly. So, uh, um, and I get into that in the book of how, um, I woke up late, um, I kind of thought I memorized the list of clients that that had papers coming to them, and 
it was just a mess from the start. So um, it was a big lesson that day for me to to um, make sure that whatever I was going to do, if I chose to do it, to do it well. Um, and so, so that day was something that really kind of formulated how I view things to this day is um, I'm going to give it 100% no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think anybody who who had a paper route or even babysitting or any of those jobs when you're young and, and recognizing that you think you know it, you think you right. understand responsibility, but of course you don't. Right. Um, in your case, your dad took you aside and, and really sat you down and said, if you're going to do this, do your best. And, and that stayed with you. It stayed with you in everything that you did. You know, one of the things, I think I mentioned this to you in one of our early conversations, David, one of the things that struck me about many of your stories and, and sort of some the trajectory of your life mm-hmm. is that at any at many points, you could easily have just said, okay, I'm just going to go with what everyone else is telling me. I'll just, I won't go to college. I won't get a paper route. I won't go mm-hmm. you know, do all these jobs and and find my way that way. I'm just going to sit back and do what they think I should do. Right. But you didn't. You overcame hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. And what struck me about that is so many people would have given up, but you didn't. And I think in one of those early conversations, I asked you why, why do you think you were able to overcome so many of these instances? What is it about your life? or your mentors or your upbringing that allowed that for you? I mean, for me, and I, and I say this a lot throughout the book and really is because my, you know, my dad passed away uh, 2008, just before two months, two, three months before my daughter was born, um, that I was going to choose to honor him and kind of what he meant to me because and anyone listening to this podcast now, and hopefully this resonates, is to to really appreciate your loved ones in your life when they're there. Because I didn't have those opportunities that my other siblings did for him to meet uh, my children. So I was going to um, do my best to show um, my you know friends and family around of who he was, and, who, and even if you didn't know him, he treated you like he knew you as a best friend. So. Um, and that's kind of how he led his life. He was a blue collar, hard worker kind of guy, four or five jobs and always kind of made sure his family had what they needed and, and he would go without. So um, those it's hard to kind of like see those principles um, and not want to live your best, uh, you know, as somebody who laid those out for you. So uh, and, and for me, accepting. Um, and not that that lifestyle that he led was bad. It, it set a good example for me and, and, and showed me like um, you can be better and just and just work ethic does matter. And uh, and and just uh, somebody with a for him, he had a third grade education that, um, you know, he was a lot smarter than people I know today who have master's degrees and, and just how he lived his life. Uh, and anyone who, who you talk to who knew him would tell you that. So um, I felt it was important to take those principles that I grew up with and along with, you know, other mentors to like my high school track coach, um, Todd, and, and just people I meet throughout, throughout my life now that um, it's never too late to kind of like lead and, and be better. So hopefully um, this book does, you know, when people do put it down, that that's what they kind of take away from it or one of the things they take away from it. But um, so that's, so that's, uh, I mean, that's really the, the part for me that really, 
what's important to to get out there was to show and, and to really um, lead by example of what I learned from him. So him being my dad. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I think that is it, it. I think it takes one person to believe in you. We're back to it just takes one, right? It takes one person to believe in you. And your dad really believed in you. And he already had a very strong compass within himself. He was, he had a strong set of principles, a very strong character and, and a set of morals that he lived by. He was sharing them with all of you. You are one of seven, we should note. <laughs> um, six brothers and sisters, right? Um, yeah. And and he, sh- he not only taught you, but he showed you how mm-hmm. to live those morals. One of the stories that you shared, I think, really brought this to light. And it was the story about your college professor. Mm-hmm. Another person, just another person who was trying to say you could not do it and and was trying to get move you in another direction that he felt was the direction you should go. And and you didn't listen. You you actually made a different choice. Tell us a little more of that story because I think that was another pivotal moment, but also a really good description of, of what we're talking about, how that person believing in you and that strong sense of morals can allow you to stand tall and confident, even in the midst of some pretty heavy pressure in another direction. Right. Yeah. It, that was one of the moments that for me, uh, just looking back on it, that I, I almost couldn't believe that it even happened because it didn't seem real, even now, uh, back then that somebody actually, um, you know, kind of said those things and, and acted that way when, from an educator standpoint, that that's, I always, when I view that role, it's like somebody to encourage and, and to um, guide you, um, not to knock you down. And some people may say, well, that may have been their way to motivate you. Well, to me, yeah, it motivated me, but I didn't see it that way in that time. But um it was just, I mean, coming from the trade high school, the way our education system broke up, we spent half of our time in our trade and half of it in um, the classroom. So for anyone who knows that or, or has ever gone that route knows it's harder if you do want to go to college, if you choose to go that route, because you're kind of behind um, academically, so to speak, because you don't spend as much time um, on learning those um, steps for say algebra, history, English, you have to keep going back. So when you, when you come from your trade to go to your classroom, the teachers usually spent, um, a day or two, sometimes three to kind of rehash what they, what you learned two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. So, um, you're consistently behind. So I had to go, I had the grades, I had good enough grades to go straight to college. It's just, um, from a testing standpoint, we didn't have those opportunities for like, um, PSATs, SAT prep, and all those back then. So I had to go another route. I had to go to junior college for a semester to to get extra math and English credits and science. So, and which was fine um, for me because I felt like, I, you know, again, I probably felt I, I could have done straight out to college, but I wanted to go to the school that I wanted to. So I needed extra time and extra um, help in those areas. So, um, so this one professor. Um, he was just the grades, the grades that I had at the time were no, they weren't top grades, but they weren't bad grades either. And um, it was, it, it felt almost like I was singled out consistently of like, 
why is this guy always coming after me? Like, what, what am I doing wrong? Like, I'm not a bad student. I come to class. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Um, until one day I got called into his office and, uh, and he's like, I want to schedule time with you. I'm like, sure, no problem. So I, we schedule a time and get to his room. And then he proceeds to kind of just take a stack of papers and kind of throws them down and says, let's talk about these. So I pick them up and I'm looking at him. He's, I'm like, well, what's wrong with them? They're all, they're all passing grades. Uh, he's like, well, you write, your writing's terrible. Uh, you know, it's at this point, like the way you're doing things, you're really not going to, you're not going to go far. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in your, just how your, um, your overall abilities right now. And I was, I didn't, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, remember thinking in my mind is like, is this guy for real? Is he, is it, is, uh, is there a joke somewhere coming out of this soon? And no, he was hundred percent, he was hundred percent serious and like his approach. And, and, and I just, I remember thinking, okay, well, these are all passing grades. And I said this to him, I said, I'm not really quite sure where you're going with this. He's like, well, you really need to think of what your next step is. He's like, and I suggest you look into the technical college next door instead of pursuing, um, you know, the, the college that you want to attend. So, and I said some, I said that, no, I said, that's not going to be option. I've already been down a path. I chose, I'm going to college. I, I, I came from a trade school. I'm not going to go to a trade college. So, and again, nothing wrong with that, but for me is um, I'm going to prove you wrong. And this is, this is who I am. And, and really that from what I learned, those lessons as from a young kid um, into middle school, high school, and even um, into college that I'm, I'm going to apply those principles that I was taught as a young age, and I'm going to make this happen. So I went on to, to go to the uh, undergraduate school. I wanted to got my bachelor's and then went on to get my master's. Um, to this day, I always, you know, I keep that person in mind and, um, and not in a, and not in a negative way because that's not how I was raised. But I would always check back in with him and let him know, hey, this is what I'm doing now, just to let him know that if it was his way of motivating me, it worked. So, um, but uh, but yeah, that's how that all happened. So it was it was an interesting time for sure. Yeah, and I and I think somebody that didn't have the foundation that you had and the belief in yourself that you had developed by that point, um, it would have been very easy to just give up. Right. And say oh, he's right. And and that was it. Yeah. And and for me is that someone hopefully um, whether they're listening to this now or they, they do pick up the book and read it, that they take those things out of there that um, it really it's, it's some it's very easy to accept um, negative um, distractions or noise and, you know, in the background voices, whatever you want to term it as. But it takes that special something inside of each of us to to put that best forward and that you are capable of it. And you are your your only limitation, your your only roadblock that uh, if you have that encouragement or believe in yourself, that's kind of where it starts. So um, and then you you look for those people in your lives to guide you and mentor you. Um, and even something as simple as writing this book, how easy you were to work with me personally of not changing my voice that's you know that says a lot to people out there because they feel like they have to change or go down a path where somebody wants them to go versus where they want to go and hopefully when they read this book it'll help them even as an adult now some people with covid struggling and i know i was one of them questioning like really what's next for me or why how do i even get to where i am and you start questioning your abilities but um, at the end of the day, you have to kind of do a self-check and see um, what got you where you are today. 
good or bad, and how can you get better moving forward? So. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I want to thank that professor in one sense, um, as you said, because it, it was what motivated you. It was, you know, the, it put some fire under you and kind of built up your steel to do it and, and get it done. And now you've got a book. Um, and I almost want you to send him a nice thank you note, because truly, well, I mean, you think of it another way. If he hadn't been so firm, then maybe you wouldn't have become so firm in your resolution. And, and to be able to get done now this book, which is only one of the accomplishments. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that you're doing um, that show that, that you found your path and that you're making the difference you wanted to make. You did go on to college. You graduated from Quinnipiac right. in Connecticut. And couple different options with careers, but eventually you landed into what you're doing now. So why don't you share what you finding your passion, finding the purpose in what you're doing today? Right. Well, um, going into, I did go to college and I got into, after leaving that junior college, I got into Quinnipiac and chose uh, my major of healthcare administration, which um, even to this day, I have no regrets. I loved it. Loved the school, loved the experience. Uh, wouldn't change a thing. Uh, as I got out of school, uh, ironically enough, um, I had to pivot to the insurance world because my major that I chose uh, at the time, uh, our our member advisor saying, "Hey, congratulations, you graduated, but we don't. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna be hard getting a job out there because this, the profession's changed since you started school." So, I remember a lot of my my. Um, um, fellow students were like, okay, what do we do? So I was fortunate enough to have a friend that worked in the insurance industry. Um, so I pivoted over to there and used my, my degree to my advantage. And um, it was fine. Everything went well. You know, I enjoyed a job. But um, as I said earlier, and if, you, if I, and I mentioned this in the book, I, I mentioned that, you know, I didn't take the paper out very seriously when I started. And when I got into this job, I enjoyed it. But then you know, when someone doesn't like to do something, eventually it's going to catch out or catch up to you and it's going to come out um, and it's going to, your actions aren't going to um, be able to fake kind of where you are at that time. And I remember my supervisors and bosses saying, well, this is not the David that we know that took this job and we could tell this is really not where kind of you want to be. So I ended up losing that job. And that kind of was a wake up call for me that, um, to and to, to follow that passion of you know like what was inside of me and where did I want to go well sports and fitness was always inside of me as an athlete kind of growing up I was a late bloomer being uh, as far as an athlete goes but once I got there and got involved with fitness and nutrition I was like I really love this this is kind of where I want to go so um so I went back to grad school while I was working there and um and and felt like yeah, this is the path that really I feel like I meant to enjoy. I went to UConn for sports administration, and I was looking to get into college athletics, and um, and that's really kind of where um, what led me down to where I'm doing now. Um, I ended up um, thought I was coming down to um, North Carolina for a job in athletics, and it didn't work out. And I was, you know, felt like I was right back to where I was before, um, but you know, that inside that the drive inside me was like, no, this, you keep, keep moving forward that, you know, stay in North Carolina, something's going to happen, come out of this, um, that, um, I ended up just kind of going back to my old field for a while and, um, um, in healthcare technology. And, uh, I got a job with a local YMCA as a, as a sports director, it just opened up and, um, 
was that was my first personal training experience 20 plus years ago and loved it. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like, you know, again, it goes back to money is great and money will come, but it's not everything that makes you happy. It, what's in, what's inside of you is really kind of what counts. And um, the money will come at some point if it's, if it's uh, kind of meant to be um, in that regard. But the passion was definitely more towards the fitness world and sports and, and and something as simple as people look at that, oh, you only worked for a YMCA. But for me, that was like, it was the, the cream of the top. I was like, I was happier. And, um, but I felt like it was still something else for me to, to get from there. So uh, I just happened to attend a conference one day that for my current fr uh, fitness franchise, I'm involved with Anytime Fitness, that they were looking for new owners and entrepreneurs. So I had no experience from that end of it, but, you know, I had my resume was, I had good kind of, a broad scope of different things and they took a chance on me and gave me a territory and it was something that they had never done they'd never invested in somebody um, from a financial perspective that um hey we'll we'll back you from this part now we had to put money up front don't get me wrong i'm not saying it was free but um they never took a chance on a franchisee and and it really for me it was that opportunity of having that face to face time with them and letting them know this is who i am this is my upbringing and that and that stuff matters. Um, somebody who just sits in front of you and maybe drop a resume of two different people. If you don't have those two people in front of you, it's hard to kind of make that determination. Um, okay, this person went to this school, great. But it looks a little bit better than that person on the right. But for me, I felt like, I always felt like if I can get in front of somebody, I'll have an opportunity no matter what that resume says. So, and that's what led me to have that chance. I was able to sit down with the founders um, and I just have a conversation with them. So. Um, and I was grateful for that because it was something that to me, it's just like everything kind of came to a full head that all that hard work kind of like now it's materialized and, um, kind of like, you know, I've made it to where a lot of people said I couldn't make it. So it was, it was great. I mean, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Very great feeling. And, uh, I was actually one of our, uh, other books that we published recently. I was just on the podcast interview with them the other day. It'll come out the week before yours actually. Uh, they it, it's the little book to land your dream job. And they were actually describing exactly what you just said, that being able to network and, and pull just keep pulling strings to get to who you need to get to, that it's the who, not the how. Dan Sullivan's book, right? Um, that, it, that if you have an opportunity to sit down in front of somebody, then you have a chance then you have, an, there's an opportunity, the door is open and it may not be the right door. It may not be the end all be all door, but if you keep putting yourself out there, those connections happen and, and you find your way. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's for me, just, you know, coming up and, and the people that were in my path along the way, it was always interesting that um, one of the, the gifts that um, my dad always told me that I had, and, and it's almost like I, I don't even, it's almost to the point where like, it's embarrassing that like, don't brag, like feel like you're bragging, but you know, that's just a parent being proud of their child. And he's like, one of your greater, you know, your strengths is being able to sit in front of somebody and you may be quiet and shy at first, but once they get to know you, they, you know, they could see your, your heart from the inside. Um, and, and that's hard. He, and even then, again, like I said, what someone had come with a 30th grade education, he was probably one of the smartest men I knew that would just those little bits of tidbit of advice along the way, um, I, they sunk in. So like um, that's for anybody listening again to this is if you can get your face in front of somebody, a face to face meeting and give yourself that opportunity, 
um, to, to show yourself. Um, I'd pick that person nine out of 10 over, over just a general two pieces of paper in front of me every day, all day. So, um, so, um, always believe that. Yeah. A great message. Really great message. Well, along the way, as you're creating your profession and, and career and starting with Anytime Fitness, you also ended up getting married and starting your family. Let's share just a little bit about your wife and your kids and, and you know, what family really means to you. Yes. It, you know, um, coming from a large family, like 107 um, and many aunts and uncles, my dad was one of nine, my grandmother was one of 16. So, you know, family was always important. And for me growing up, I knew I wanted a family and it's, and, and really along the way you kind of meet people who are like, just like your careers, they may seem like a match at a time. And then once they're out of your life or your, your job's out of your, you know, that's not, that wasn't meant for you. So um, my wife and I, you know, that we have a good connection with, um, you know, it, it's always, you always hear like, Oh, that's my best friend. But really for me, um, she is, I mean, she, we understand each other. Um, just, just being able to, our, our personalities are different, but the, the connection is um, one that like, you, I feel like you have that one connection in your life and that's, and, and she's that one person that does um, understand who I am and accepts it and motivates me. And my kids are um, little examples of like, you know, you look at your children and that's, people always say growing up that, you'll never know that love until you have a child. And then once you have that child and you see them, what you want for them are things that you didn't have. And I'm, I'm already seeing it with my son and my daughter to completely um, way more advanced where I was at that age. Um, and um, they're very strong will. My daughter is um, and very, they're both very smart. My son is the same thing, big heart, caring um, little boy, and but he's super smart. Like it's just, uh, just to see them grow each day, I'm grateful for. And and the time that you get to spend with them outside of work, um, take advantage of those times. Like I said earlier, because you don't get them, you don't get a lot of time. A lot of time is spent in your work in your work life. But take advantage of those opportunities. So to me, every moment that I get to spend with them, it's it's uh, it's a blessing. So yeah, and you know, as you're talking about that, I'm just sort of seeing this through line of. You know, as you said, as a parent, you you want more for your kids than you had for yourself. And I see your dad thinking the same thing, you know, as a third grade, graduated third grade and, and then went out to work and took care of his family. And he wanted more for you, encouraged you, supported you. And, and that's being passed on. I think there's such a beautiful thread that you see through that. Yes. Yeah, it's um something I'll always be grateful for just because of, uh, like I said, it's the examples um, put down and laid um, for us to follow. Um, a lot of kids, a lot of people, you know, don't have that in their life. And for those people who say, well, I don't have a parent or I don't have that person in my life. My message to them would be to seek, seek them out. There is somebody in your life. You're just not um, recognizing it at the moment, or maybe it's, they're there and um, you're just not, that door needs to be opened to be able to see them. So um, to let that person in, let that, let, or let those people in that kind of guide you and help you um, because um, you, we are better. There's, there are things in our lives that everybody wants to be better at. And I think if you let those persons um, help you or those people help you do those things, then uh, you'd be surprised that, there are a lot of people in your life that can help you with those and, and, and make those examples count um, for you. 
Yeah, good, really good point um, that there are people out there if you're willing to open up and look for them. I want to share, David, as we're coming to the close here, I'd like to share the, the last bit of your book because it kind of ties up what we're talking about right here. I'm going to read it back to you. And it says, we all should do more of, of counting our blessings daily and taking inventory of what we are truly blessed with. For me, that is and always will be my family. I will do anything for them. And I want to show my children, Avery and Caleb, that anything is possible if you really want to achieve it in life. I never thought I would ever write a book, but it was important for me to prove to them that you're capable of more than you think. You just have to work hard, believe in yourself and take action. Nobody will hand things to you. If you want it, you have to go get it. Believe in yourself, your abilities and dreams. Never settle or let anyone define what makes you happy. And remember to live each day with purpose, passion, and drive. Yeah, uh, um, that's uh, that's that's really. Um, I mean, it, it, it sums everything up to the point of uh, you know, like the takeaways that, um, that I'm, that I'm hopeful for is, um, a, a few things that, um, to always be yourself, um, and to not pretend, um, to be somebody that you're not, um, and, um, give a, you know, give a hundred percent, um, in everything you do. And it's not always that, um, people are always watching you, but what you do, even at the smallest thing, um, whether it's, you know, taking the trash out, if your job is to be a janitor, be the best janitor, if your job is to, you know, um, sweep, um, sweep the streets, um, be the best person because, um, it matters what you're doing when you're not being watched as well. So, and, um, I learned that a lot, um, as well. So, um, and, and another thing is to appreciate yourself more, uh, spend time, on growing yourself personally and professionally along the way. Um, take those times to appreciate, again, like what you said and kind of towards what I said, appreciate those things, appreciate those things in your life um, because um, like with my dad, they can be gone in a blink, it can be gone in a blink of an eye and um, and just um, take that inventory and take that time because a lot of people um, don't do that enough. Um, and if it was so fast paced in today's world to, um, to, to try and get to that next thing, but forget to think, be grateful and thankful for what is in front of them at the time. Um, and a couple of things is I would say is um, uh, step out of your comfort zone, take a chance. Um, it, it's okay to fail. Um, ultimately that's what shapes us who, uh, into who we are today. I firmly believe that. So don't be afraid to make mistakes and, um, and avoid, um, you know, the negativity as much as possible. And it's easier said than done sometimes. And for me, one of the things I, I write about in there is to write it down um, and to write things down, goals, um, maybe schedules, things that will kind of help you stay on track and even positive messages. Um, you know, I used to do that myself, just kind of write down a couple words or two um, and, and um, just kind of stay motivated um, and stay on point. Um, and that helps with, you know, for me to help ignore those distractions um, because I set those goals, I developed a plan, and then I was able to implement those things just by just by doing those little things. Um, because, um, you know, 
at the end of the day, um, confidence matters um, and we all have it. And, and self-confidence sometimes is what people struggle with. And it's just those little those little steps and little action things that you can do to help you, you know, be better. So, um, but yeah, it was, the, the book was, a, a, it was a general overall um, for me, um, kind of a recap of things that I struggled with and, and, and hopefully um, I learned from and hopefully will help somebody um, be better and to, to encourage them to want to step outside of those um, normal um, designations of this is what you're destined to do. And um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm happy about it and I'm, I'm pleased with it and hopefully um, it makes a difference for somebody out there. Absolutely. It already has started to make a difference. You shared a story with me just before we got on about something that happened. Can you just share that story real quick? I'm just thinking people out there that have an idea to write a book sometimes like to hear about what that book can do. Yeah. Anyone kind of who knows me, like at least now my staff will say like, he's all over the place. He's running around. And, you know, I don't get a lot of time, you know, in my in and out of the, of the facilities to sit and talk with people. And there's, there's one particular gentleman who, who's a super nice guy. He just keeps himself. He's very reserved. Doesn't really want to talk. He just, I'm walking into the facility um, today and he, just starts talking to me. And I'm like, this guy never says two words. I was like, wait, what's, what's something wrong? Something wrong with your membership or something? You know, where, where's he going with this? So he's like, Hey, I saw your thing on Facebook. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, um, can we talk about it? And uh, and I'm like, wow, on my own think of this guy doesn't ever want to talk. So I'm going to take advantage of this. So um, we, we sat and yeah, we talked about like, he's like, asked me questions, what the process was like and what made me do it. And um, what's, what's it about? When can, you know, where can I get it? And like, it was, it was nice to sit and talk to him because it was like, it, he was already wanting to know what it was about. And as we talked about it, you could tell, I mean, I, see, I saw a little light bulb kind of go off and, and, you know, in his eyes and, and we've had a good conversation. So it was, it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, really awesome. It, it just opens doors in very unexpected ways. And I have no doubt it's going to continue to do that. David, if somebody would like to get the book, where can they purchase it? And then how can they follow you or get in touch with you if they would like to learn more? Well, um, it is on Amazon and they can get it um, paperback. Uh, it is also on Kindle um, for an ebook. And we are working hopefully by Christmas, we'll have the audio version of it out. And uh, I know there's like me, um, and I'll be honest, I, I, I like to read when I can. It's not very often, but so a good audio book is always good for me in and out of the car and, and as running around as I am or podcast. And um, uh, if they want to reach us, uh, as far as like Instagram, they could just reach me at David um, POHO94 um, on Instagram and then just David Pohorns on uh, Facebook. Um, our gyms are Anytime Fitness, Indian Land, South Carolina, and Anytime Fitness, Wesley Chapel. So they can also send us a message there and, um, or they can email, email me directly, um, dpoho at msn.com. Happy to talk to anybody, um, even if it's you know, someone out there who listened to this or reads a book and just wants to chat or needs some help, uh, I'm there. So That's fantastic. I will make sure all of it gets into the show notes. 
David, I'm so happy that we're we're here with the moment where your book is launching. It's really, truly been a pleasure working with you, and I'm excited to see what happens with the book and, and what comes of it, because I know it is really going to make a difference. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it. It was great being here, and thanks for having me. It was great working with you and Greg, and um, look forward to a continued friendship and relationship. Same here. Same here. you enjoyed that conversation. And truthfully, I keep coming back to that story of that professor who was trying to tell him that he wouldn't succeed in college and that he should go to the trade school. And I know that that professor had his best interest at heart. He didn't want to see David fail. And as a result of his discouragement, it really motivated David to do even more. And so if you are a person who has had that experience or who is heavily influenced by what other people think, I hope you will take David's story to heart. Because when people say, why you? Your answer can always be, why not me? You have within you whatever it takes to achieve your dreams. You just have to believe it. And as David said, you have to find the people who can mentor and support you to get the help that you need to finally achieve your goals. It's a truly inspirational story. I hope you will check out the book. I'll put all the information in the show notes and follow David to find out more about what he's up to. As always, thank you for joining me on this episode of It Just Takes One. Be sure to subscribe because you know that the episodes drop each week. Audio episodes on Thursdays, video episodes on Fridays. Thank you for joining us. And now it's time to turn it back over to you. It's time for you to go out and be the one.